Welcome to the Vineyard Boise Sunday Message Podcast. You can join us live on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on Facebook, YouTube, and vineyardboise.org slash live. Subscribe to our message podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. And if you'd like to support Vineyard Boise, you can give online at vineyardboise.org slash give. Today's message is brought to you by guest speaker Danica Thurber. Enjoy. Good morning. <laughs> Good thing I wore a dress with pockets, right? Yeah. These are awesome. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm Danica Thurber. My husband and I have been coming to Vineyard Boise since 2018. I became the Vine Arts Ministry Director in 2020. Great year to do that. <laughs> if you haven't heard of Vine Arts, um, or if you have, the ministry is alive and well still. Um, It looks a little bit different than years past, though. We don't have an open studio on Saturdays. Um, We don't have the front porch building on Chinden. But what we do have is um, we are building a community of kingdom creatives who love God, who love people, and who make art together. This isn't just, yeah, that's right, yeah. So this isn't just for those who know how to paint and draw. I always get that question. It's for those who want to learn how to paint and draw. It's for those who write, those who do photography, those who do creative movement, those who act, those who make music. So it's pretty much all of us, right? Okay. So if you want to get plugged in, a great way to do that is through our weekly creative Bible study that's going on Wednesday nights at 6.30, and that's going till Thanksgiving week, so there's still time to jump in. You can also check out the gallery that's located right outside the sanctuary. There's tons of beautiful art to look at. If you actually, if you submitted art um, in that gallery, will you raise your hand if you're here? Yeah, there's a couple of you. Yeah, come and celebrate that. And then you can also check us out on our website at vineartsboise.org. Today you're joining us in the middle of a series called Living in the Presence of God. And today we're talking about prayer. Now, um, when I was asked to preach about prayer, I was like, um, I'm Vine Arts. Why me? Why not ask the professionals? You know what I'm talking about? Like, it's the prayer team. Like, how about we have some of them preach? How about Karen? How about someone who attended School of Kingdom Ministry? Why me? Nowadays, my prayers are very, very short. I've got a 15-month-old son named Alistair. And often, (laughs) there he is. Sick kid. (laughs) So nowadays, my prayers are like (laughs) a quick, help God, (laughs) get me through the next hour. Or it's, you know, a couple seconds before food hits the floor at the dinner table. There's nothing like becoming a parent, though, to teach you more about the Father heart of God. Alistair and I spend our days talking together. His favorite words are no, <laughs> ball, milk, dada. Most of the time, he doesn't make a ton of sense. He doesn't have anything to say that's too surprising. He's super cute, but super needy. He's, this week, he's had very artistic boogers. That's how I'm describing them. <laughs> he grunts, he points, he screams when I don't let him want, do the things he wants to do. This isn't an co- equal conversation partner, is it? And yet, I love talking to him. And I love when he talks to me. I wouldn't have it any other way. 
When he calls, I answer. I come close and I meet his needs because he's mine. When we talk about prayer, you might be wondering, how in the world do I attempt to converse with the creator of the universe? It's not supposed to be equal. He knows you're needy and full of boogers. <laughs> sometimes they're metaphorical, sometimes they're actual. He knows everything already. Nothing you can say can surprise him and he wouldn't have it any other way. Prayer doesn't have to be complicated. Prayer is simply a conversation between relational beings. And I hold that word conversation very loose, right? Like with Alistair, there is very few or no words at all. Sometimes it's just the presence. I could talk today about how to pray, but there are so many resources out there I really don't think that's the issue at all. Most of us feel we should pray. If you're like, how's your prayer life? Well, I should pray more. I had a counselor um, who used to say, yeah, I speak this very clearly, Danica, don't should on yourself. You got me? Yeah. So let's get rid of the guilt and let's talk about the heart of prayer. Why do we pray? Or better yet, why not? Before we jump into the word, I want to start with words to engage the childlike heart in each of us. This book is called You Are Special. It's by Max Licato. And um, yeah, that's a good book. So I'm not going to read you the whole thing. I taped my summary to the inside, so that's what I'm reading. And then we'll go to the video um, with pictures in a second. So this story is about a group of small wooden people called Wemmicks. The Wemmicks were made of wood and were carved by Eli, who was the caretaker of their village. The Wemmicks had a habit of walking around and sticking stickers to each other every day, all day. But these stickers had judgments attached. There were bad stickers, gray dots that meant the person sticking it to you thought you were ugly, clumsy, or dumb. There were also good stickers gold stars that meant the person sticking it to you thought you were beautiful, likable, talented. Most Wemmicks had a mix of gray dots and gold stars, but a little dude named Punchinello, he talks like this, it's great. He had only gray dots. The Wemmicks gave him even more gray dots for having so many, poor guy. He thought this was just the way it was gonna be until one day he met a Wemmick called Lucia. Lucia had no stickers whatsoever, good or bad. Punchinello thought, what a better way to live, right? How could he become like Lucia? He asked her, and she simply encouraged Punchinello to go and talk to Eli, the carpenter. Mind you, Punchinello, the tiny wooden man, has never before met or even talked to Eli, the great carpenter. Imagine how intimidated and nervous he'd be feeling as he decides to go and see him. Maybe his little wooden knees are knocking, you know? So let's pick up here with the video. He walked up the narrow path to the top of the hill and stepped into the big shop. His wooden eyes widened at the size of everything. The stool was as tall as he was. He had to stretch on tiptoes to see the top of the workbench. A hammer was as long as his arm. Punchinello swallowed hard. I'm not staying here. 
and he turned to leave. And then he heard his name. Punchinello. The voice was deep and strong. Punchinello stopped. Punchinello, how good to see you. Come, and let me have a look at you. Punchinello turned slowly and looked at the large bearded craftsman. You know my name? the little Wemmick asked. Of course I do. I made you. Eli stooped down and picked him up and sat him on the bench. Hmm, the maker spoke thoughtfully as he looked at the grey dots. Looks like you have been given some bad marks. I didn't mean to, Eli. I really tried hard. Oh, you don't have to defend yourself to me, child. I don't care what the other Wemmings think. You don't? No, and you shouldn't either. Who are they to give stars or dots? They're Wemmicks, just like you. What they think doesn't matter. All that matters is what I think. And I think you are pretty special. Punchinello laughed. <laughs> Me? Special? Why? I can't walk fast. I can't jump. My paint is peeling. What do I matter to you? Eli looked at Punchinello, put his hands on those small wooden shoulders, and spoke very slowly. Because you're mine. That's why you matter to me. Punchinello had never had anyone look at him like this, much less his maker. He didn't know what to say. Every day I've been hoping you'd come, Eli explained. I came because I met someone who had no marks, said Punchinello. I know. She told me about you. Why don't the stickers stay on her? The maker spoke softly. Because she has decided that what I think is more important than what they think. The stickers only stick if you let them. What? The stickers only stick if they matter to you. The more you trust my love, the less you care about their stickers. I'm not sure I understand. Eli smiled. You will, but it will take time. You've got a lot of marks. For now, just come to see me every day, and let me remind you how much I care. Eli lifted Punchinello off the bench and set him on the ground. Remember, Eli said as the Wemmick walked out of the door, you are special because I made you, and I don't make mistakes. Punchinello didn't stop, but in his heart he thought, I think he really means it. And when he did, a dot fell to the ground. There's so many themes in this small book, you could preach a billion sermons from it. But the point here for today is to emphasize how Punchinello chooses to enter the presence of Eli, and that changed everything. 
The point is restoring the relationship between the maker and the masterpiece, you. Hear this from God. Every day I've been hoping you'd come. Come to see me every day and let me remind you how much I care. Why didn't Punchinello come sooner? Why don't we come sooner? Why do we try our best efforts and only come to him at our last resort? Why don't we pray? I think it's because we don't understand or we've forgotten the depth of the love of the Father. As Eli says in the book, the more you trust my love, the, best, the less you care about their stickers. Not understanding or forgetting God's love isn't a new problem, though. We know this. We're going to take a short look at Jeremiah chapter 29. It'll be on the screen in a second. For now, we're going to look at a map of Jerusalem and Babylon. The context of Jeremiah 29 is that a big chunk of the best and the brightest of the Israelite nation were taken captive and resettled as exiles in Babylon. That sounds really hard, right? It's also hard to imagine what they'd be going through. Consider this. All the Israelites knew about God was that access to his presence was geographical. Worship and religious practice were all centered around the Jerusalem temple. Forcibly located miles and miles away from Jerusalem, they probably thought it was all over that God was out to punish them. There's no hope of redemption because they lost access to that temple. And God definitely wouldn't be hearing or answering their prayers anymore. Talk about feeling distant from God. Most of us today know that access to God isn't tied to our physical location, right? God doesn't hear you better just because you're at church. And if you're watching online, that's good news for you, right? You're banking on that. But that doesn't keep us from feeling distance from God, does it? Maybe that distance is caused by personal choices you're making. Maybe it's caused by a season of busyness or distraction. (laughs) Hello, motherhood. (laughs) Maybe like Israel, things aren't going according to plan. Maybe you're thinking, if God is for me, then why in the world is he letting this happen? When you try to pray, maybe it feels like God's silent or he doesn't care anymore. You're afraid that God doesn't want to hear from you. Maybe you're wondering, do my prayers make any difference at all? The good news is that access to the presence of God through prayer is available to you right now. Let's hear what God says through the prophet Jeremiah. Jeremiah 29, 10. When 70 years are completed in Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to bring you back to this place. Here's a verse you might have heard before. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. Jeremiah 29, 13, God says, you will find me when you, do you know the rest of the verse? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear it, that's right. Yeah, if you're watching online, maybe you can guess the right answer. 
First, though, I want to talk about the real answer. Not what do you believe about prayer. Not theologically. What are your actions and your attitude indicating? Here's let's look at an example. I'll find God when I spend at least an hour a day in prayer. That's where we get the idea that only professionals can do this because they're the ones who can handle that, right? I'll find God when I get it all together or finally hit rock bottom. If you're joining us online, go ahead and type in your real answers too. I'll find God when I work through all my past trauma. Millennials and below, I'm looking at you. (laughs) I'll find God when I figure out the right combo of Bible journal prayer. I'll find God when I find the right devotional book, the right worship song. I'll find God when I get all my answers, my questions answered, and I'm finally convinced 100%. I'll find God when I ask the professional prayer team to seek God on my behalf. Now, there's no offense against the professional prayer team, believe me. But what's your motivation when you go and ask them? Do you believe that God will hear them better? This is fun, huh? No wonder we avoid prayer, right? (laughs) Here's another hint closer to the actual verse. I'll find God when I seek him with all my, now don't say it, don't say it, free time and energy. Now, if you believe this, what happens when you don't have free time or energy? We don't seek him. We don't believe he can be found. I'll find God when I seek him with all my emotions, mind, thoughts, good deeds, special words. What do you believe about prayer functionally? Just think about it. Let's look at the truth. Jeremiah 29, 13. You will seek me and find me. When you seek me with all your there you go, heart, that's right. Relationship, that's all God wanted from the Israelites. Now, mind you, that's a very big ask. That Hebrew word, I'm not going to say it because I'll butcher it, is it refers to the inner man, the mind, will, heart, soul, understanding, inclination, resolution, determination of will. That's basically all of our intangible insights, all of it. And yet, that's also a very simple ask, isn't it? He's not asking for fancy words. There's no time limit. He just wants your heart. Reading the same verse in the message translation often helps me get out of the familiar and really listen to what God is saying. Jeremiah 29, 12. When you call on me, when you come and pray to me, I'll listen. When you come looking for me, you'll find me. Yes, when you get serious about finding me and want it more than anything else, I'll make sure you won't be disappointed. Prayer begins with love, relationship. All the other facets of prayer that we can talk about, big words like adoration, supplication, intercession, confession, all of those flow from this love, relationship. Maybe like Punchinello in the story, is your heart burning to know God like that? Are you in a dry spell and desperately wanting to break through that distant feeling? Have you been functionally acting like it's all up to you and it's slowly killing you inside? This is a grand invitation. 
God is not hiding from you. He's already chosen you. And he's right here waiting for you to choose him back. We're going to wrap up this section of today by taking one step closer into his presence, whether it's the first time or the five billionth time. I'll invite you all to go ahead and stand to your feet or kneel down, lay down in the aisle, whatever posture you need to take in prayer as you approach the presence of God. If you've signed up to get baptized today, you can go ahead and head over here um, if you need to check in. If you've already checked in, you can go dismiss and get changed. And again, we have extra t-shirts and towels if you did not plan on that and God had other plans. (laughs) We're gonna pray differently today. I'm an artist, and so sometimes I like to pray using images instead of words. Now don't get scared. I'm not going to ask you to draw. Don't worry. (laughs) We're going to use our imagination. You know that part that God created for you to be creative? Every one of you has that. Hold your imagination loosely. Don't try to contrive anything. We're not about that. Just set the scene and invite Jesus to enter. So go ahead and get in whatever posture you need. Close your eyes and picture it yourself as a child. If you just winced, that's okay. (laughs) What do you look like? Can you picture it? Stay with me. What do you feel? Maybe that was a joyful time, a painful time. Picture yourself as a child. And picture Jesus sitting in a comfy armchair by a fireplace. Notice he's waiting for you. Picture his face, his posture. What does he look like as you approach? Is he warm and welcoming? Is he big and scary? That's okay. Now picture little you. What are you going to do? Are you going to stay there a little bit distant? all right. That's where you're at. Are you going to run and curl up on his lap? Go do that. Are you going to sit at his feet? Feel free to change your posture in the room right now to reflect that, if that helps. Now notice, there might be some distance, something in the way of your conversation. If you know what that is, just tune me out right now and talk to Jesus about that. But if you're not sure, think about the stickers in the book. Are there any gold stars you're holding on to? Maybe something you've let define you, something you wouldn't know who you are without it something you'd like to maintain control of, keeps you from surrender? Are there any gray dots you think will never come off? Maybe you feel the stains of the choices of your past, hurts or labels given by others. God doesn't make mistakes. 
those gray dots aren't from him. It's his pleasure to remove them. Maybe he's letting you feel the pain of them, letting them affect you so that when you had enough, you'd come to him. Whatever's in the way now, causing distance between you and Jesus, take a second, lay it down, maybe throw it into the fireplace. And if you haven't already, look into Jesus the carpenter's face. See his smile. Let him tell you whatever he wants. I've got a few ideas. You are special. I've missed you. I'm looking forward to spending time together. I've loved you since the moment you came into being. I want you to know me too. Now here's your turn. Ask Jesus, how do you want me to respond? Get practical and specific because that way you know that it was God's idea, okay? How do you want me to respond? Do you want me to wash the rest of those stickered off by getting baptized today? Maybe there's something he wants to do with you today. Maybe he wants to read the word together. Go on a fall walk by the river. He wants to do art together or some other special time. Let's go fishing or hiking or golfing, child. We're practicing prayer now using imagery instead of words. But prayer can also look like spending time together, simply enjoying each other's presence. Whatever it is that Jesus has asked you to do, or maybe it's something you just want to try doing with him, do it today, this week. We're gonna pause here for a second to let Jesus say or do whatever he whatever else he wants in this image. Brent will call you back. started a relationship with Jesus Christ and you'd like to do that today if you the Bible says Jesus is standing in front of you and he says behold I'm standing at your door and I'm knocking 
and anybody who will open the door, I'll come in and have a relationship with them. Anyone who opens up the door, I will come in. Today, all you have to do is open the door. If you've never opened the door to relationship with Jesus Christ, today's your day. If that's you today, we want to pray for you. So we have people getting ready to be baptized, and that's awesome. We're going to celebrate that in just a minute. But I don't want to leave this moment without inviting you to know Jesus Christ. So if today is the day for you to give your life to Jesus and open up the door for a relationship with him, just go ahead and just raise up one hand right where you are. We want someone wants to meet with you and pray with you. You're not going to rush. Just keep your hand up if that's you. Okay. Like Danica mentioned earlier, you feel like you need to be baptized today and you just now felt that right now it's okay to do that right now just go get in line (laughs) just go get in line it's not too late it's not too late God's doing something right now I just sense um, the Holy Spirit is drawing us into a new season of relationship with him if we're willing do you hear his invitation this morning if you just in your relationship with Jesus today. I just, there's something, the Holy Spirit is here in a precious, precious way. So would you just um, open up your hands? It doesn't matter if you're standing or seated or kneeling or on the, let's just open up our hands right before him. Say, Jesus, I want to get closer to you. I want to draw closer to you, Jesus. I want to draw closer to you, Jesus. Just right now, where you sit, where you stand, just go ahead and just say, I want to draw closer to you, Jesus. I want to draw closer to you today, Jesus. Draw me into your presence. Draw me into a deeper relationship with you today. Draw me into a deeper relationship with you today. Isn't he so good? He's so good. Can we sing that's who you are? That's who you are. Oh, 
people if that's okay but here's something I just keep hearing is that he's here and he's healing people right now and I'm really I know that this is what's happening now listen I'm speaking out over you prophetically because I hear him saying this morning he's healing as people go in this tub and are baptized he's healing your heart too there's you came in with wounds and hurts, and God is healing your heart. Right here. Right here. I'm speaking that over us today. He wants to heal our hearts. He wants to heal our hearts. So we're just gonna hear from each person today, and here's what I want to happen. I want to tell you one, just really quickly, biblically, why we get baptized. I forgot to say. We get baptized because Jesus got baptized, number one. Number one, Jesus got baptized, so we follow him in baptism. And then we, we get baptized as a public recognition of our faith in Jesus. And so I'm going to ask each person as they come up just to share what brought them to this point today. And then we're going to go from there, okay? Sophia, you're going to kick us off. All right, everybody say hi, Sophia. Hi, Sophia. Here, let's come right over here so we can see you. Uh, Sophia, what led you up to this point today? Um, um, what do you want to be baptized today? Yes. <laughs> do you love Jesus? Yeah. yeah, I know you do. All right, are you ready? Yes. All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So they've been getting prayer over here while we've been talking. They've been getting prayer. So we're going to baptize each one. And as we do, let's celebrate together. Amen? I said we're going to celebrate together. Amen? All right. Come on. Sophia, this morning we baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.
led you to this moment today? This moment was a calling at first. It was an echo. And then that echo turned into a push. And now I'm here. And I've been coming here for a few months and I really appreciate everything that you guys all do here. And um, he's restored my family, uh, Adam. <laughs> He's restored my family at a time when I really thought that I had lost them. And hi, mom, by the way. <laughs> and um, he gave me a bigger one, right? Yeah. And um, I praise him for that and I thank him for that. And I'm just blessed. Yeah. I'm so blessed and I'm so happy that I'm doing this. And I've never been baptized. And I kind of resented that at first, but I feel right now in my heart. I'm at a right. I'm at. I'm at. I'm at the great place to be yeah. for it, and I can feel it. So yeah. I'm ready to be forgiven and healed. So let's do this. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, come on. Thank you. 
Lord wants to uh, just call it just a, a soft heart that you have. And exterior, you are, you're big and you're strong and, and mighty looking. Um, I believe you have a very tender heart inside that the Lord wants to uh, restore as well. He wants to remind you of uh, who he's created you to be uh, from the inside out. So Lord, this morning, uh, we just acknowledge the work that you're doing and we stand here uh, in agreement thankfulness with David, thanking you for uh, drawing him towards you, Lord. And we pray for more of you, Lord, more of your Holy Spirit, more of the truth that you have for David in his life. And David, this morning, it's in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit that we baptize you with. Cody, what led you up to this point today? Well, I'm a true testimony that God can change a person's life because from the darkness I came from to where I am today, it's two different people and it's all thanks to God. And now I'm gonna make that last plunge to show that I'm His. Yeah, come on. Woo!
himself that is anything less than perfectly made, anything less than the, the man that he's created you to be. So Lord, uh, we just pray for a, uh, an understanding, Lord, uh, an ability to see what you see in, Dave, in Andrew's, Andrew's eyes, Lord, in his heart. Lord, I pray that you continue just to redeem, to restore his family, Lord, that you'd put back together the things um, that are broken, you'd make whole the things that need to be made whole. About uh, 12 years ago, I went back to my home country, found devastating conditions, and I questioned God. And uh, even I bought a book from an atheist to tell me there was no God. But I still knew there was God. They kept on working on it and uh, saw him perform miracles and miracles, but still doing my own thing. Allowed things that I should not have allowed in my life last year, at this time of the year, I recommitted my life to God. And I just want to go all the way through. Amen. 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 Can we just reach out a hand, just in agreement in prayer this morning? Will you just stretch out your hand, just in agreement today? Let's agree together in prayer. What brought you up here today? Um, well, just want to know God, you know, show that I'm his. Awesome. Awesome. Come on, yeah, yeah. Woo! 
Caleb, making him aware of his need for you, Lord, taking that need and, and turning it into a desire and even a pursuit in his life. Lord, I pray that you would just take all of the things of his life, all the things of his past, and show him how you've been with him, Lord. Show him how there's purpose in it all. Show him all the ways that you were leading him to this moment of saying yes to you. Lord, show him the places that you were with him when he didn't realize you were. And I just I keep seeing you, like in your story, Caleb, of just the moments in, in your life that were really difficult. And, and you probably didn't know that Jesus was there when he saw Just stretch out your hand. We're going to agree together in prayer over Mia as she comes into the tub. Let's just agree together. Come on, stretch out your hand.
Eric, what brought you up here today? Well, there's a lot of reasons, actually. You know, a lot of years ago I was baptized, but I don't think that I was old enough to understand it. And God's done a lot of good things in my life. Even when we stray, He never does. And I would love to renew my commitment to Him. Let's agree in prayer together over Eric. Come on, let's agree together. Lord, we just thank you for Eric. Lord, we, uh, we thank you for um, just the, the things that you are doing in his life, Lord. Thank you for the ways that you're changing him. The ways that you're changing him to be more and more like yourself. Lord, I, I pray that you would just uh, instill in him uh, a greater, uh, just the, the virtues of you, Jesus. The constant uh, with him that you are, Lord, I pray that you would uh, grow that in his, his own life, Lord, and steadfastness. Eric, this morning we, we baptize you. There's a uh, there's a, a physical thing in this water, but there's a real spiritual thing that's happening. And uh, as you go down, there's some old things of you um, that aren't going to come back up. Uh, and there's going to be a, a real washing spiritually from the, from the inside out. There's going to be a cleansing that happens. And it's more than just a symbolic act that we do here. But there's a spiritual thing that is actually happening in your life. Lord says you're you're ready for that, Eric. You're ready for a new season of your life, one that is full of hope. So Eric, we uh, we baptize you this morning in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Spirit says over you, I'm taking it back a generation. Your name is Jacob. The Holy Spirit says, I'm taking it back to Isaac. I'm taking it back to laughter, says the Lord. I'm taking it back a generation to laughter, says the Lord. And I'm restoring joy, says the Lord. I'm restoring joy, says the Lord. Come on, let's jump in. Stretch out a hand and agree together.
what's brought you up here today. Getting baptized? Yeah. Do you have anything you want to say about getting baptized today? No. Do you love Jesus? Yes. Does Jesus love you? Yes. That about says it all. Okay. Say hi, John. John, what's brought you up here today? Because I believe Jesus is my Lord and Savior. That's why I've came up to here to be baptized. Yeah, come on. relationship with God really started blossoming when I attended a Christian university. Um, being immersed in a community full of people who embodied God's love really changed me, and I realized the thirst I had for a relationship with God. Um, and through every bump in the road, he, his love for me prevailed. the ways that um, 
made yourself known in Erica's life, Lord, through others. Once we know your love, Lord, and we don't experience it, it's also very obvious to us, Lord. So I, I just pray that you continue just to um, help Erica receive it, Lord, to know when she needs it, to know when to ask for it, Lord, um, and to know the truth of uh, your love versus others, Lord. Lord, I thank you that it's your love that's drawn her here this morning, and it's in your, it's in your love, Lord, that we baptize her in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Five years ago, I found Celebrate Recovery in the Vineyard through a family member who was required to come, and so I was supporting them. And when I came to Celebrate Recovery, I realized that codependency is actually a hang-up that can be recovered from. And uh, so 10 months ago, 
I started a step study. And um, also the day after Christmas, this man into my life. And um, the third step in the recovery program is fully committing yourself to God. And I told my step study sisters at the time that I was struggling with that. And I continued with the step study and it was through being around people who are godly and continuing to come here and watching the love of Jesus in the hearts of my sisters. It wasn't anything that they said to me. And just just watching them, I'm ready now to solidify that third step. I graduated the step study and I'm solidifying that step and I am ready now to accept Jesus Christ as my personal savior. Come on, amen, yes.
Sean goes under, he uh, he will be reborn, Lord. He he is reborn. Under the power and the presence of you, Lord, and your Holy Spirit. So Sean, this morning we're gonna baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. brought you up here today? What led you to this moment today? Um, a year ago this month, I had to leave my mom and my siblings because it was a really abusive household. And if I, you know, wanted to survive in my life, I had to leave. And so my grandparents took me in and like the day I set foot in there, it was Jesus this and Jesus that and read this Jesus book. And I just like, I was like, get away from me. And I just didn't want anything to do with it. Grandma pushed me so hard, and you know, I know she did it because she loved me. But I, my mom was not, she did not have any faith in any of it. And I tried so hard to see through her, through her, to, into her world, and I did it in all the wrong ways. And I just you know, lied and said, like, yeah, I love youth group and I love Jesus. And I was like, I didn't. And but at a Word and Spirit conference, the River House, I had an encounter with him. I was sitting here today and I was not planning and I just kept telling myself like I'm not ready and then you know I had this little conscious thought that I told myself like I'm not ready and there's this other little voice that said yes you are and I thought really I'm in sweatpants <laughs> and I just like could like see him like rolling his eyes at me not actually but, like saying do you really think I care and so I guess today I'm ready to take the next step yeah yeah
Yeah, come on. Come on, my hope. Right, Hope. What brought you here today? What led you up to this moment today? things that you've done today here in this place, God. Go with your people, Father, today we ask in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. God bless you. We'll see you next weekend. God bless you. Have an amazing day. Thanks for listening. To respond or receive prayer after the live stream closes, please email prayer at vineyardboise.org. And if possible, include your phone number. We'd love to get in touch with you. Thanks.